Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrar? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Fuelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. There you are. Thank you for joining us for the road show. I'm calling this a road show. Why I am that? because I, well, because I'm in New York. Alex is in Santa Monica. Mark is in D.C. Phil is adrift and you are wherever you are. But I'm glad you're here because we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a very funny stand up and actor. You know him from Cobra Kai, where he stars alongside my pal and friend of the show, Ralph Macchio. And his name is Brett Ernst. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we hear every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join the conversation. And our superfan shout-out is for Dave Patton. Say hi to Dave, everybody. Hello, Dave. Dave, how you doing, man? And Dave, if Phil was here, he would say hello, too, but he would say it in a very frustrated voice because he's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, you know what the, So Dave sent us an email, too. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. And Dave Patton says uh, he's a fan of the show. He's been here since day one, which we really appreciate. But he said he just realized at the end of the episode, he thought I was saying the pot has ended. Go and pee. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you got to do that, that's fine. You know, yeah. <laughs> you get people after peeing. Yeah, that's it. Wash your hands. Say a prayer. OK, everything still works. Moving on with your day. <laughs> So, yeah. So uh, we just want to say hi to Dave. And and we got a lot of nice emails. We really did about about Phil to comfort him, because I don't know if you remember the the even Phil episode where he read he read a review and he got all jacked up because someone said, I love listening to everybody on the show, even Phil and even Phil. Jesus. <laughs> right. It's a nice backhanded compliment for him. Yeah. Yeah. So the lady that posted the review heard us talking about it. And posted another one. Did she turn the screws up more, Adam? 
I wish she did. How cool would that be? <laughs> that would be amazing. And there's a reason that we all like when that happens that I'm going to get to soon. But she, but no, she uh, she she left another review that Phil saw, and he and I was on the phone with him the other day. And here's the message. Hold on. So you feeling better? Yeah, I'm feeling better, man. Yeah. You know what? The even Phil lady posted again. <laughs> what did she say? It's from the Josh Wolf episode. She writes, I heard y'all talk about my comment from last week. Phil, you are an awesome guy. You and Adam are both crazy fun. Yeah. See? That's nice. Because the last comment, she said, happy spinning for a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's spinning because he's alone. He's alone on the cruise ship. He, he's alone in his mind. The negative thoughts are banging around on the inside of his head like a racquetball court. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good situation for him. No. Yes, yes that was very nice of the lady to, uh, to leave review. And we got other reviews, too, that, uh, that said, uh, we love even Phil. So I was very pleased to see that. <laughs> we love even Phil. Yeah. And Phil, we do love you and we miss you, buddy. Yeah. So I want to thank that lady for being so compassionate. Uh, I wish I knew her name. Uh, it's just uh, we don't know her name in the review. Was it Lillian Presto? But, <laughs> <laughs> or was it a real person? No, it was a real person. Lill <laughs> Lillian Presto. For those of you who don't know, Lillian Presto was the name I made up uh, to order Phil's uh, DVD from his website because he wouldn't send me one. So I ordered <laughs> one. Right. I, I ordered one under the name Lillian Presto and had him send it, send it to a P.O. box. <laughs> It's one of my favorite names. One of my favorite stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And I got another email here from Julie who, uh, who tells us how she feels when she hears Phil getting worked up. <laughs> what? Yeah. Here, listen to this. Stern sent over a bunch of other emails. I got one here from Julie. Uh, what's this going to be now? Would you say, would you just <laughs> take it easy? It says, Hey Adam, love the show. My friend. <laughs> Alex sounds like such a sweetheart. I'll bet she's a beauty too and quite funny. Mark is also awesome and he seems smart and funny like Phil. Forgive me, Phil, but I can't help laughing when you get so worked up. <laughs> yeah, no, I see. Appreciate that, but I don't get worked up. I, I, I never started getting worked up until I met you. What are you talking about? You got thrown out of a dry cleaners in Florida before you met me. That was a completely separate incident <laughs> yeah he gets worked up saying he doesn't get worked up i, I was know. gonna say alex you're so right he's like i don't get worked up you don't know yeah. you're all wrong like good lord <laughs> but julie julie makes a point she feels bad that she's laughing uh when phil gets worked up and it, it, it's actually a phenomenon julie it's called schadenfreude I know it's German. It, it, it sounds I know it sounds like a Nazi skin disease. It's not. <laughs> no, it's, does, I, I, let me take a stab at it. I believe it means loosely taking delight in the misery of others. Is yes. that is that accurate? Yes, 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 it is. <laughs> now, according to psychology today, I found this. There's part of our brains that gets turned on when we are rewarded in someone else's expense. Schadenfreude. Uh, is when we laugh at someone else's misfortune. Scheidenfreude comes from the two German words, Scheiden and Freude. Scheiden meaning harm and Freude meaning joy. So it's, you know, it's, it's like what Mel Brooks said. You know, if you fall down a sewer hole, it's comedy. <laughs> right. If I fall down a sewer hole, it's tragedy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's why yeah. we love seeing a guy get a pie in the face. You know, yeah. it never gets old. Yeah, it's like, you know what I, I like, you know, when, I, I, I don't like doing this. I try to say when I see someone running for hold the elevator and then the door is closed. I'm like, ah, nothing I can do. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we've all sort of like when there's been something awkward or awful going on with somebody, mm -hmm. we all kind of kind of like lean over and quietly eavesdrop in on that conversation and yeah. sort of take some some private joy that I think cause some of the joy comes from that. It's not us. Yeah, it's not us. It. It's not. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel bad for you. Thank God. That's not us. Look at his face. You know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. If that makes me a, a shallow human being, then I guess that's what I I'm am. pretty all right, I, I'm in New York right now. So I got to walk from my apartment to the comedy cellar. And I usually cut through Washington Square Park. And depending on which way the wind is blowing, I either get a contact high or I smell dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> because the dog run is, 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 is on the south side of the park and, and everyone's selling weed on the north side of the park. But when you walk down the middle of it, there's all the skateboard kids. Right. And they're just there's no there's no place for them. So they're all over, just in front of you all over the place. It's chaos. Um, and I know kids got to play, but I secretly laugh a little bit when they don't land the move. Makes me laugh. <laughs> right. Adam, they're just kids. Have fun. They're not kids. They're little bastards and they're not good at it yet. All right. <laughs> I'm not taking a chance. Ooh, sorry, mister. And then I got a, and I got a busted spine. Nah, it's not going to happen. Well, usually they're trying, you know, they're using their phone trying to record themselves mm -hmm. and then boom. Honey, I don't care. I don't want to be on a homemade version of Jackass. OK, I just want to <laughs> go to the cellar. <laughs> you don't and do my spots. A, you don't want to give them an opportunity to get a, a million TikTok likes. No, I, I don't want to be who's the dude he hits. I don't want to be that guy. Well, see, Adam, this is why you're limiting yourself. You don't know. Marty Scorsese could be watching that TikTok and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's the guy in the background? I got to have him in my next film. Yeah, the, the, the crippled guy. <laughs> the guy that went down. I need him. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. So here's how Schottenfreude works in the brain, because the brain is going to choose pleasure over fear every time. And the nervous laugh. Yeah, nervous laugh. But again, it's also it's 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 this funny little thing like it's not me. Thank God that's not me. Yeah. And how many times have we all done that where something awful has happened in front of us, like with a friend and you're laughing and you're saying, I'm so sorry, I'm laughing. I'm yeah. really sorry. But that was just yeah. really funny. I'm it's sorry. Not, <laughs> it's not my fault. It's it, 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 it schadenfreude in my head. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Can I ask a question that no one probably thinks about? Mm. What is the research he had to do to get to that understanding? Do you know what you I'm saying? He, you think he was just watching a lot of people fall down, like sitting around like a, like a patch of ice? Mm. Yeah, I think he was sitting next to Adam on a bench in New York <laughs> City. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good pastime. I love yeah. that. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing it up is because I wanted Julie to feel better, you know, not feel bad that she's laughing at, at Phil. This is kind of the reason why. It's an actual thing in your brain. And if you're aware of it, uh, you might feel better and use it as an opportunity. It says here, understanding why you feel what you feel creates an advantage and opportunity to respond more thoughtfully rather than impulsively. Uh, whenever you feel happy, sad or courageous or scared, peaceful or angry, the first step in using these feelings to your advantage is to recognize that you have them. So even if you recognize that you have this feeling, it's not you. You're not a bad person. It's just the condition. It's what you do about it that can move you forward. And I would like to be a better person, but <laughs> Phil makes me laugh. Sorry. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. And it's another opportunity for a bit with him. So. So, yeah. 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 It, it's too much fun. Yeah, it's too much fun. But fun. on the other hand, the other side of the coin is this. 
other people can see see positive things in you that you can do that you don't see because of your limited belief. My wife, my wife does that. My wife pushes me forward to be a better man and she can see things that I can accomplish that I can't see. And I'm always grateful that she can that she pushes me there. But during the time she's pushing me, it's annoying. <laughs> but it's good. But it's good in the end. And, and Brett Ernst told me a story that uh, how he had his first spot at the comedy store. He worked his way up Saturday night, 10 o'clock, sold out show. They given him his first spot and Dice came up to him and asked him to do something that he never did on stage before in that moment. And he did it. You guys listen to this and we will see you on the other side. Schadenfreude is when somebody takes joy in another's misfortune. We see that when certain conditions are present, the schadenfreude is more likely to occur. For example, if misfortune occurs to somebody who is perceived as a threat, that would increase the risk of schadenfreude. We also see the more unwise the action, the more humor value there is. Adam, they're just kids. They're not kids. They're little bastards, and they're not good at it yet. All right? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You're listening to the Adam Ferrara podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. I'm on the road. Come see me, please. I'll make you laugh. April 22nd and 23rd, I will be at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And April 29th and 30th, I will be at the Laugh It Up Comedy Club in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's a link to tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. Uh, We also have T-shirts. There's a link for the T-shirts in the show notes and a link to my YouTube special called It's Scary in Here. It's free, and I hope you watch it. All right. Now let's laugh at my pal Brad Ernst. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a comedian and actor you know from Vince Vaughn's Wild West comedy show. He also stars as Cousin Louie on Cobra Kai with my pal and friend of the show, Ralph Macchio. He is a self-proclaimed former degenerate and always a gentleman. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Brett Ernst. How are you, my friend? What's up, friend? Degenerate. I don't know if you saw one of my posts on Instagram. I hit. Listen, what, a, what, a, what an idiot I am. 
I hit two jackpots. Go ahead. I gave it all back. But it was like, you know, 1200 1600 Okay. I couldn't just walk away. Yeah. No, it's the same thing with me. I, I was on a podcast. Actually, it was my podcast. And I said the Vegas nerve is when you have when you hit a $10 EO at a crap table and you let it ride, which I did. So <laughs> I hit for a buck and a half. I let it ride. I hit for twenty two fifty, and I pissed it all away. So I, I hear you, baby. But what's even worse is, is so, you know, they got to pay you by hand if it's over like 1400 or yeah. something. So I got to pay taxes on both of these, mm-hmm. number one. Yep. Number two, um, lost it, gave it back, got it back. And then I, it was like, I'm not even kidding, like 10 in the morning. The only reason why I'm telling you this story is because we had this conversation when I saw you in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and and I like, I got a cigar in my mouth, okay? <laughs> and I'm throwing $100 yo's yeah. out on the first roll, yeah. out on the first roll. Yeah. Then, then you figure, okay, after six or seven, something's got to hit. <laughs> sure. Right? <laughs> now you're playing the odds. Just it was just a big it was just a big disgusting mess. Yeah, but I knew you'd appreciate it. I do, and you know, but you know what helped me is when I got married. I went, ah, oh, this kid looks like she eats every day, and she wants a house and shit. So I gotta, I gotta stop gambling. I'm divorced, and this, and this is one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, well, let me ask you this: Do you feel that the company you keep helps your behavior? Because I, I stopped hanging around with a lot of my gambling buddies, you know, after they made parole and stuff. I'm like, mm, maybe. No, I, I'm uh, I've I've been very fortunate to be my own worst enemy. Like I, if anybody's around me, mm-hmm. I'm also my my own best friend. So right. I've, I've I've been very fortunate. Yeah. No, I, I, and again, man, I know everybody's different. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always in my own world. Right. OK. You know what I mean? So like it's not the I'll tell you where it does where I do have a problem mm-hmm. is eating. Okay. Like I went to the Italian American social club out here. Now I haven't had a, I haven't had a drink in almost two months and a carb in about a month. Right. right? Cause you know, I'm trying to train, mm-hmm. but then you get around all the Italians are all eating pasta. And then, and that right there, once I'm around the food and everybody eating that that's, that's all in. I'm just like, fuck it. They bring the fresh bread. <laughs> You know, I'm just, I'm all in. And when I go all in, I'm all in, man. Like, yeah. you know, three loaves later. <laughs> you know, that type of, that's where I'm influenced. Yeah, I get, and, and the worst is when I go home, Brett, and they look at you like, what is wrong with you? You know, yeah. like, they, you, you want some more ravioli? Nah, I'm like, what the hell's the matter with you? Your food, our food's no good for you? They take it as a personal insult, my family. <laughs> so, yeah, last time I saw you was down in Florida. We were telling stories. And I gotta, I gotta ask you to tell a story because I'm still laughing about when you did the Tonight Show and you were delivering pizza. No, it was, uh, it was another show. It wasn't the Tonight, but it was a late night show. Uh-huh. I was actually on um, Best Damn Sports Show. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing a segment on it, and yeah, I was delivering pizzas. So I, I wasn't able to see it. So I, I go to drop the pizza off at, at the house. Mm-hmm. And as the guy opens the door, I'm standing there with the pizza. You just see me walk on. <laughs> and he was watching it. And, and I was at the door with the pizza. And he was staring at me. <laughs> I was, like, the look on his face, Adam, was like, wow, how cool. How fucking depressing at the same time. But I, I sat next to him and I watched I watched it with him. And, and he didn't laugh once. I was eating twice. <laughs> It was uncomfortable, dog. He didn't laugh once. He didn't laugh once. 
that happened to me. That happened to me on a plane one time. What? You know, like sometimes. And again, it's not, it's nothing more than like when you meet people and they find out you're a comedian mm-hmm. and they talk to you, they just tell me something funny. Yeah, Are yeah. you funny? How come I've never heard of you? Yeah. And I would say 80% of the time people are nice or yeah. they're really inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Then there's those 20% where you get the jerk off, yeah. you know, that that's the, how much you make a gig. Like how the, what the fuck? <laughs> how you, you know do my mean? taxes? <laughs> yeah. You ever have people ask you that? What do you make on a job like that? <laughs> yeah. But those people are in my family. <laughs> but they get like, all right, if I tell you, you're going to think I'm a fucking asshole. So, you know? I don't ask you how much you make, like, like almost like it's a hobby. <laughs> so the guy next to me on the plane had that aura, you know, douchebag aura. Right. right? And, you know, it, it didn't hurt. We were in first class. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this guy's going to be a jerk off. So, I, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm turning to the side because, you know, I just don't want to talk to him. He could just tell. Right. And he, and he didn't seem like the type of guy to strike up a conversation anyways. Right. Long story boring. My half hour, he's watching my half hour because you know how Comedy Central would play play those over and over. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching him watching it, and he just went like like. Huh. <laughs> then he went, huh. and then he went, and fucking changed it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, thank God, I didn't, I didn't talk to him. Right. Yeah. I guess, what did I say that you didn't like? And he also looked like the type of guy that might like my sense of humor. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. You know better. Well, I th- I think you're very funny, but we have we share a lot of the background. So a lot of the stuff, I get an experiential laugh when I watch you work. Um, because I'm like, yeah, I've, I've lived that. So the roller skating story you have, great bit. And anyone that's been to a roller rink as a kid knows what this bit is. And the, the essence of the bit is there's, there's always that older guy who has his own skates who's just doing better than everybody. Yeah. Yeah, like twenty. He's like twenty five when we're twelve. <laughs> By the way, you have to rephrase that. Not anybody who's ever been to a roller rink would get the bit. Anybody right. over forty. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that bit, right? And 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 Dice loved that bit from what you told me. Oh, oh, dude, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, he he loved it. He every time I was in the room, he wanted me to do the bit. Okay, now what was the story when you we you at? The comedy store was that big set for you to get past at the comedy store. It's it. Listen, it was it was one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten from a comedian. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those aha moments in stand up that you really don't realize until you're later in. So I was maybe only six, seven years in comedy at the time. Right. And Mitzi had finally given me a main room spot. So the way it worked, you know, it was like a farm system. You know, you worked there where yeah. like. You get passed, you get paid regular status, and then you work the the worst hours, mm-hmm. 12.15, 12.30, you're on, you know, when there's like eight people in the audience back then. So she worked me up to my first main room spot, and Dice wanted to see the bit. But it just wasn't good enough for him to see the bit. He wanted me to do something. Now, mind you, I wanted to kill. Mm-hmm. It was a 10.15 spot. It was prime time, sold out. My first time in the main room as a paid regular, really, mm-hmm. that at that time slot. Like, I earned it. Sure. And Dice is like, are you going to do Tony? <laughs> and I was like, because that's the name of the old guy in, in the act. I said, yeah, of course I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to close with it. He's like, no, here's what you got to do. <laughs> By the way, I sound like Travolta. 
you, you gotta, he's like, you gotta do like 12 minutes on Tony. Like, tell me where he's from, what his thoughts are, why he thinks he's important, you know, and then get into the bit. And I'm thinking, you want me to improv 12 minutes yeah. on, on one guy? He's like, trust me, it'll be great. And, uh, you know, obviously, Dice, I don't want to disappoint him. Mm -hmm. He not only not only did he not make me do it, but, you know, kind of influenced me to do it because uh, that was my decision eventually. Right. He had him turn the lights down and put them like so I'm doing a monologue for 13 <laughs> minutes that I have to make up. So now I'm up there and I'm just winging it. Right. I see a psychiatrist when I was younger. <laughs> And, you know, in the beginning, people are like, what the fuck is going on? And right. I mean, it was like 12 minutes of silence. And all, all you heard in the back was, <laughs> like Dice was the only one laughing. Right? right? So then I'm thinking, you know, is he is he jerking me off? Right, right, yeah. Right? Like, was he doing this to set me up? Like, yeah. almost like Hayes and the new guy. Sure. But when the bit kicked in, the payoff was i mean it, the place it, it it killed right but it was one joke mm -hmm. and i got off stage i didn't know how i felt about it but people loved it they were telling me it was brilliant the, the character commitment mm -hmm. like, like all that shit and i didn't realize it to years later that dice gave me a uh, a gift man he gave me insight into an aspect of stand-up which is committing and he's watching you not only that, I was thinking about going into another joke, but I know he would have yelled out, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, he, he would have kept me right on track. Yeah, yeah but that's but he, he is, man. I mean, if people, if you know him as a person, mm -hmm. he's 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 a great guy, man. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about your, your style. It's, it's, it's storytelling, and I'm emotionally connected to the story you're telling. I mean, even stuff at your wedding with the harp player. The lady, oh, yeah. <laughs> the lady. So you get married, and your wife wants a harp player. So this lady's playing the harp at, at your wedding, and she's eating shrimp. She's just... Yeah, she fucking ate everything at the damn uh, <laughs> the buffet. And, and you know, I had to be careful with it because you know I don't want to. I didn't want to insinuate anything. Now yeah. you know. Now I don't care. But at yeah. the time, I held back. Yeah. Too man, this girl was just an awful person. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like overcharged. Didn't she was never at the harp? And I was just <laughs> no, I was obsessed with it, Adam. Was she was never at the harp. That's yeah, why like, she was there. Know, you need a break. You, I paid you for a fucking hour. <laughs> and you know the thing is too is that like I, 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 I again I think it's another Italian. But you know I'm I'm mostly Italian. Right. I'm also German. The only thing German about me is my last name and my height. Right. Okay. But you know how we obsess. Yeah. Like, like you know, I couldn't even enjoy part of the wedding because like my eye was on her. Right. And sh she was like always like I need water. Like you know you know like there was always something. <laughs> yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, it's a little, it's a little hot. Can I get some water? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything, just play the fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really bothering me. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we paid you for an hour. You get a 20 minute break. Right. 
And we, and you know, it's an Italian wedding, so everybody's included to eat. Sure. You know, and and you know, you know how we are too. It's like, look, I'm gonna overlook something. Do me this favor. It'll mm-hmm. it'll come back to you in the tip. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it was just like everything was a problem. She was like one of those typical, like like a drama student type kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything is like, oh, this is. Mm, you mind if I, you know, ooh, like everything was a fucking problem. All passive aggressive and shit. Yeah. yeah, I have to chuck it up. I have to channel the muse. I just play the harp. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just play the goddamn harp. You got. That's what one of my favorite stories. And the way you proposed, you wanted to do the Rocky two mo- uh, moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, what are you doing the rest? What are you doing for the rest of your life? Yeah, you yeah. Know, in front of the cage? Yeah, in front of the tiger cage. And I was like, that's great. I didn't think of that. But, you know, as soon as you go down on one knee, they flip out. Yeah, it was, she didn't even hear me. <laughs> she didn't hear you. I rehearsed everything. Yeah. I did. This is what I did because I, I, I proposed to, uh, when I proposed to my wife, but I asked her father permission the day before. But I, I didn't do it till the Tuesday morning. Because the Jets were playing San Diego on a Monday night. And I knew if I proposed on a Monday night, I got to get on the phone. Oh, congratulations. I just wanted to watch yeah. the game. <laughs> so I did it on a Tuesday morning. And you I got to pass. You got to pass the phone around. Yeah. You got to pass the phone around. How are you? How are you? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you got to you, when somebody calls, I got to talk to the whole fucking family. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody has to jump. But how's everything? How are things? Yeah. Good. Everything good. God bless. Okay. Love you. Give give my love. Give my love. And you gotta go. Hey, you mind? Hey, here's your cousin. Hey, what's going on? You have nothing. You don't know what the fuck to say. Yeah. Oh God, that's funny. Um, no, I was saying though. You know, when you ask, I just thought of a bit too. Sure. Like if you ask somebody to, the way I asked her to marry you, it's so different when you ask for a divorce. <laughs> Okay, I gotta ask. <laughs> no, it's I, you. Just you just go up to him. You're like, look, I want out of this thing. What are we, what are we, <laughs> That's what yeah. you said. I want out of this thing. There's no, no, no real thought. <laughs> How do we end this? I know it's been 11 years. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, you know what? You know the story you told me that really made me laugh. When they, when you did, uh, was it Clint Black you did Jimmy Fallon with? Oh yeah, that story in uh, I'm I'm surprised you remember this stuff, man. It's, yeah. It's funny. Well, we we um J- uh, when Jimmy Fallon, this is like this would be if uh, my cab story with him. And let me tell you, you you know him as well. Yeah. Could literally be one of the greatest guys that uh, I mean, nicest guy on the planet. Yeah, sweetheart. I mean, he is. He's such a he's such a good dude. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, so I was at the uh this was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I get a phone call from uh, Zanies. Right. And Dorfman's like, hey, Brett, listen, um, we need a, a quick headliner replacement. But there's a catch. Uh, Jimmy Fallon's going to be opening up mm-hmm. for you, but you can't advertise it. And this is right before he was he was doing the first show, not the Tonight Show, before he, he had the Jimmy Fallon show before the Tonight Show, right? Right. So he said, yeah, you know, he's going to get his legs back and, you know, he just doesn't want to advertise, which, you know, as a comic, you, you, you want to get a little run. Sure. If, if, you know, just to knock the dust off. So I was like, yeah, no problem, man. I, that'll be great. Right. 
So it was in a week, and it was billed just Brett Ernst with special guest. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're in Nashville. I show up on Thursday, and the place is packed, and there's television cameras out front, a tour bus. And I go to Dorfman. What the fuck is going on, man? I go, listen, I didn't tell anybody because mm-hmm. they're definitely not here to see me. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, no. He goes, listen, we got another special thing going on tonight. The audience doesn't know this, but CBS was doing a show called Hidden Talents of the Stars. Mm-hmm. And Clint Black, the country singer, is going to do a set, a stand-up set. And I'm like, okay. So the audience, you know, you know, when they're doing a shoot that they bring, you know, the, the networks bring the audience in. Mm-hmm. So the place is fucking, uh, and you know, if you, you perform there, it was all the way up to the top, to the back. I mean, yeah. I don't know how six something at, at seats, maybe five something. Mm-hmm. So the fucking MC goes up. This poor kid was only allowed to do maybe three minutes. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest tonight. You may know him, Mr. Clint Black. Now, mind you, we're in Nashville, and people are clapping. like They're laughing because they're like, oh, he has the same name. Right. This guy walks out, dude, and the place goes nuts. Like, Because, you know, yeah. it's Clint Black. And, and that's the thing with country singers. They always give you their first and last name. They're always, he's always like, you know, ah, I'm Clint Black. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, we know who you are. <laughs> and, and, dude, they were going nuts. And, again, man, I ain't just saying this. He was great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he had some joke writers, but, you know, he, he had the stage presence. The guy's been performing his whole life. Sure. And he has a great set. He gets off stage. Women are crying. <laughs> right? I'm in the back going, what the fuck? <laughs> then the, the MC comes out again. He goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got you get it because people started getting up. He's like, Clint's leaving. Okay. Right. But you're going to want to sit down. We got another special guest. From Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Fallon. And then they all go, what the fuck? <laughs> and Jimmy comes out. And I mean, dude, he did his music. He had an amazing set, man. Right. Like, you wouldn't even know he skipped the beat. Right. And then I'm in the back, because I'm next, going, motherfucker. Like, we want to bring up Willie Nelson or fucking dig up Pryor? You know what I mean? And then the MC's like... <laughs> All right, we're going to bring up your headliner because they're probably like, oh, I wonder who's next. Yeah. Well, how do we top this? <laughs> like, yeah, 12 of you might have seen him in a documentary with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> and you know what's hilarious? What? Is that there was maybe, uh, you know, because I walked out, people, I mean, it wasn't like, they were like, oh. <laughs> right. But you could, like, feel the disappointment, but still, like, the encouragement at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was just like, yeah, I said, you know, I took a moment and I'm like, yeah, well, how do you think I feel? <laughs> right. And then they laughed. But then I'm like, out of curiosity, how many of you actually came here to see me that actually knows who I am? Um, dude, it was it was maybe two tables clapped. Oh, oh, God, that's funny. So just think out of like five, 500 something people, 14, oh. maybe were there 15. God, that's funny. And then to to meet Clint Black in the truck in mm-hmm. his tour bus, he was great. Right. I mean, just so nice. And then, you know, Fallon. Look, I, a lot of people don't know his reputation is phenomenal. He is literally, I mean, one of, from I've never heard a bad word about the guy. No, he's a sweet dude, man. He really is. He, he even did, when- did I tell you what my friends did to him? No, what they do. 
So he's walking back from the improv in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, only, only Italians. <laughs> and I'm, I'm at, I'm at, I'm, I forgot where I was. I, I see my buddy uh, calling me. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I answered the phone. I'm like, yo, Mikey, what's up? And he's like, Hey, Brett, it's Jimmy. Now we always do movie lines, right? right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, hey, it's Jimmy. You know, like remember in Goodfellas when they got pinched with the with the cigarettes? Yeah. No, 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 but with Jimmy, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what's up? And 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 he's like, uh, and he's like, no, bro, it's Jimmy. I go, Jimmy, who? Mm. He goes Fallon. I go, what are you? Why are you calling me from Mike's phone? I don't right. want to use his last name. Right, I get it. And he goes, well, yeah, your friends. They stopped me. I was walking back to the hotel. They asked if I knew you. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, please put Mike on the phone. <laughs> they cornered him. <laughs> they cornered him. <laughs> and Mike's like, yo, we fucking saw him walking. I'm like, you know Brett Ernst? He said, yeah. I go, what the fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> there's like four of them. They cornered the kid. <laughs> He's like, nah, we're going to take him out. I go, he wants to go back to his room. Yeah, leave, leave him, him alone. the fuck alone. <laughs> You're like ruining shit for me right yeah. now. Like, you know, if this guy, thank God he's a good guy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. You know, the, the sweetest thing for me was Panette. Jump, my aunt was uh, storming some casino. And, you know, Buffalo's her way back in. I'm Adam Ferrara's aunt. I want to see John Panette. We have, we know the same people, so you know they they went back and asked him. He goes, yeah, okay, just out, you know, out of respect for me to let him back in. Oh, this poor bastard! I called him the next day. I said, I am so sorry. She goes, no, she was sweet. I go, she talked your fucking ear off, didn't she? Yeah. I said, okay, yeah, I know, I know exactly what she did. I'm so sorry. Thank you, John. Dude, and you know what I mean. Well, my buddy was a cop. He pulled over Chris Rock that mm-hmm. I grew up with, and he looked at Chris and he goes. Uh, he goes, you know, Brett Ernst. Mm. And Chris is like, no, I mean, should I? <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah, he did that movie. This is years ago. He did that movie with Vince Vaughn. It was a documentary. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know him. And he looked at him. He goes, he's the reason why you're not getting a ticket. <laughs> right. Like, and then he called me like, you know, like Chris is going to now get help me with yeah. something. Yeah, Chris, Chris is now going to make your career. <laughs> but, you know, again, he means well. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Chris was well. happy. He got out of a ticket. Sure. My father tried to sell Don Rickles a kitchen at the comedy awards. That's awesome. He was, I was at the after party at the store. Right. And I looked over and he was, this is when my dad was getting, he was getting a little older. Right. So he wasn't as animated as he was. So he's at the party. I, I'm talking to somebody. I look over and I see my father being like really animated. I'm like, there's my dad. Oh, my God. And I went over to see who he's talking to. He's, he's talking to Don Rickles. He goes, you got to spend the money on the appliances, okay? Get yourself a Sub-Zero, Don. And Don's like, yeah, I, 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 that sounds right. And I'm, he's selling, Brett. That's why he's got life in his face. He's fucking selling. Do you ever have, again, I don't know if this is just an Italian thing, but everybody has an opinion on your career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's and, what you should you do. Advice, they yeah. give you advice like, you know what you need to do. <laughs> okay? You need to get in those movies, yeah. you know, Thank like you. with Scorsese. 
You're like, oh, really? Maybe maybe I should win the fucking lottery, too. Like, that's just basically what you're telling me. Thank God you're here. I know. Like, I never, you know what? I never thought of trying to get in a movie. And, and that's a real thing. My stepfather, rest his soul, right. with the old school Guido. Right. He used to sing back in the day in mm-hmm. the 50s, you know, with the suits, everything. He basically told me I dress like a jerk off. Right. And then he said, the reason why I'm not famous is because I need to grow my hair out. That was it? That was his advice. Like Frankie Valley's. <laughs> you know how he has a head of hair? Yeah. You need a pompadour. You got you to gotta put a suit on and grow your fucking hair out. You got great hair. You come on stage, people see the hair. They're going to remember you. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That's right. That's why that one bit's not working. It's because I don't have a fucking pompadour. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Is that That was legit advice, brother. That's really what he told me. Throw my hair out. I look like a dick. Basically a jerk off. Oh, God. That's funny. Yeah, well, a lot of your stuff that really makes me laugh comes from your childhood. I mean, it's just what what when you talk about that, I can I, I really enjoy you taking me to that place. Can I just you tell the story when your mother caught you get raising money for the Boy Scouts and you and your brother weren't Boy Scouts? Yeah, yeah, we got caught in real life. I mean, we got caught. It's hilarious, too, because uh, I was always doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, I was hustling because you know, it was just my mom. You know, she she raised us. So. Right. Me and my little brother, I came up with this idea. There was a kid we knew that had an outfit. Mm-hmm. And I took the hat. Kitty took the shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, we set up. And we were collecting for the Boy Scouts. And we got caught. And what's hilarious is that my 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 uncle, my godfather, mm-hmm. is like, you know, he's a street guy. He's, he's been around the block. Mm-hmm. She asked him to talk to us. You know, like straighten us out. Uh, he was so fucking proud of us. He, like, <laughs> he, I'm not even kidding. Like he was smiling the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's funny, too. Like when, when I talk about, not, you know, I've never done a drug in my life. Right. I've never even tried weed. Okay. And uh, I don't frown on it. It's just something I've never done. Okay. But when I was younger. And I don't know if this was the way the old Italian guys were in your family. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why I don't have tattoos, right? You right. never marked yourself. Yeah. Um, I thought my godfather heard that I was hanging out with, uh, you know, some kids mm-hmm. that, that was smoking, right. and doing drugs. And he, he called me over and it, it just came out of left fucking field, bro. Mm. He said, uh, your mother told me you, you were hanging out with, you know, and I says, no, nah, you know, I wasn't, which I wasn't. Mm-hmm. He fucking smacked the shit out of me, threw me up against the wall and, and told me very sternly. He goes, if you rob a bank, if you commit murder, I'll, I'll get you out. Mm-hmm. If I find out you're using or selling drugs, you're a fucking losing scumbag piece of shit. And I'm going to let you rot in that fucking cell. You understand me? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I started crying. All right. Then he's like, now go play. <laughs> now go play. <laughs> and and I, I, I was like, I was like 11 or 12 or something. Yeah. It was I was like six, seven, it was sixth grade. It was sixth grade. So yeah. whatever, however old that makes me, 12. 12, 11. yeah. But it was just that fear. Like he yeah. never put his hands on me again. It was none, none of that. It he was didn't have to. <laughs> the seriousness of it. Like, yeah. 
And, you know, and he literally talked to me probably like he would talk to somebody else that, that, that he just met, you know what I mean? Like I could just tell, you know, he's had a, he's threatened people before. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't the first time. And it was, it was really, you know, and, and it put the fear of God in me, man. And, and plus the fact he called me a fucking loser scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and it's just the one thing I've, I just stayed away from because of that. I never wanted to disappoint him. Mm. And my stepfather, you know, I stole cars too when I was younger. Right. And uh, I remember my mother beat the shit out of me and my stepfather, he didn't really lose his temper. He, he called me in. He goes, well, let me ask you this. What were you going to do with the car? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, man. I was crying. He was right. just calm. Right. That's He's even like, scarier. Well, he was like more concerned about my thought process. Mm-hmm. Like, is this kid a jerk off? Right. He knew I was young, mm-hmm. but he said, uh, he goes, look, so you just drove around in the evidence and, you know, you y- you committed a felony. Yeah. Because, you know, y- you could go to camp. Um, you know, they're, they're going to send you to juvenile camp up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So you didn't plan on selling it did you want to strip it for parts like you know he, he was trying to say listen if you had a plan you got to see if the juice is worth the squeeze you know you just if you're just gonna fuck around <laughs> pretty, i mean pretty much yeah i remember one time i i was also told uh you know the three guys to stay away from me says uh scared stupid and starving mm. and he said drug addicts are all three yeah he goes those are the people that'll kill you you, you know and they're giving you this advice. You're like, I'm fucking nine. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go play. Like, yeah. My father would tell me, he's like, the wolves are always at the door. You got to think six moves ahead from everybody else. If you got a dollar, there's someone out there trying to figure out how to take it from you. Understand me? I was six. Yeah. I don't have a dollar. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Dude, I robbed the. Uh... Remember when you had to sell candy and stuff? Yeah. Dude, I got a great story. This is with my brother. So. My uh, my my uh, stepfather's best friend was he ran one of the elementary. He was a principal at one of the elementary schools. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had just gotten up there and, you know, they had the candy contests. Mm-hmm. So where I was from, there was, you know, it was mostly black, Puerto Rican, Indian. And yeah. then you had, you know, a couple of Italians left over and, and a bunch of Jewish kids. So. Long story boring, they're winning the, they're reading the announcers from the candy contest. And it's like, you know, in third place was, you know, something Patel, Mm -hmm. like these Indian kids put in work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Second place, some other Indian kid. And in first place, uh, Keith Ernst. And my brother's looking around like, I didn't even, I didn't even sell sell any fucking candy. So he... He goes up to the principal's office. He's only in like third grade. All right. And I don't want to say the principal. He's back there like this on the desk. Right. And he looked at him and my, there was like a fucking bike. He had his choice of whatever was in the office. So he goes, take whatever you want. And, and he goes, tell your father. I said, hi. And Keith, Keith just grabbed the football and, and got, got out of there. <laughs> Couldn't explain. He didn't know. He didn't even sell any candy. No, he and wanted they, to make points. They fixed the candy contest. Uh, I can't thank you enough, my friend. You make me laugh, uh, and you bring me back. 
And if people want to get a hold of you, where do they go? Uh, just go to Brett Comedy, Brett with one T, comedy.com. Um, and just for the record, not all of this is in my act. This is just me and him talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually discuss other non-Italian issues. <laughs> well, I can't wait to laugh again with you. This soon. was just us breaking balls that night and then <laughs> and then and then having fun, man. And check out Cobra Kai season four. We just wrapped on five. So yeah. keep supporting the show. That's great. I can't I can't wait to laugh for you again, my friend. Best to you and the family. Bro, let me know as soon as you come out here, and I'm going to take you to go eat. I promise you. You got it. All right, brother. Thank you again, man. Thanks, man. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you're getting married. You spend a lot of money on the wedding. You even hire a harp player, but... She has issues. Play the goddamn harp. This could cause you a little anxiety. So go to cruiseintowellness.com. Pick out something that's going to help you. Everything there is good. Edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products, and take 20% off. You tell them you're with me. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. Go. Feel better. Enough already. My name is Brett Ernst, and that's 30 minutes. I'll never get back. See what I mean? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Man. Brett has some stones to do that, baby. And he did. And it worked out. He was digging a hole. <laughs> I love that he was like, no, nah, I'm going to bail out of this. Oh, no, I can't because I know from the back row, I used to be like, hey, what are you doing? So <laughs> <laughs> he did it out of fear. Yeah, I know. He's like, I can't. I can't stop now. That yeah. is so. Listen, man, I've tried to freestyle stuff on stage before. Like, I'm like, I, I've kind of got this bit, but I'll just kind of, you know, figure it out up there. And no, <laughs> no, it goes nowhere. That's tough to do. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know if Dice was like, this will be good, or <laughs> I want to like, see you fall. You know, to- <laughs> a little schadenfreude for dice yeah yeah i don't know but he, he pulled it out and the bit was better and you know brett said he learned that's how he learned how to commit to a bit on stage and that, well, that's, that's an invaluable tool yeah honey that's what i thought brett respected him enough mm-hmm. he trust him he believed he knew what he's talking about yeah uh, you know and, and he did it yeah so you know he was risking a lot yeah because if you bomb in that spot in that arena, you know, it's like, all right, kid, we're going to go have you wash some dishes. We'll try you again in about six years. Yeah. How about that? It's, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo pass in the Super Bowl. If he would have completed that pass, it's a whole different career for him. Yeah. yeah interesting? Really- One small little change could change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the hell is that change for us? Come on, let's go. One <laughs> pivot, Adam. Well, I want to change and bring this horse home. Come on, let's go. (laughs) No, but I guess, and I guess if you're gonna, if you're gonna say, look, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like jumping in a pool. You know what I mean? You don't stick your toe in. You just say, I'm jumping in. I'm doing a cannonball and I'm just going in. I'm committing wholehearted and let it all happen. Whatever mm-hmm. happens, at least I can say I committed 100%. If it fails, I'll feel good knowing that I gave it what I had. Is that is that sort of the thinking? It looks good on paper, but I still kick myself. <laughs> I gave it my best shot and it didn't work. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. What am I thinking? <laughs> and by the way, 
on stage is the one place generally where you where people don't want to have schadenfreude right they don't want to see you fail on stage because when you're failing up there i think everyone's like oh god no this is a slow motion accident please well yeah because if if you're dying on stage it's uncomfortable for everybody else yes yes there's not a lot there's not a lot of german schadenfreude is in the audience (laughs) <laughs> no, I think everyone sort of becomes like a, a mother or father figure. Be like, it's going to be OK. Just just turn it around, baby. Just turn it around. No, they, and, they, 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 you know, no, they become a stepmother and father. Like, get out of here. Go, go <laughs> clean the fireplace. <laughs> Actually, You're not my true. kid. That's true. That is true. Get off stage. Get out of here. And I can speak to that personally. I can definitely speak to that moment personally where you're like, oh, my God, time has stopped. This did not work. I can't. Can I crawl under the stage? How do I get out of here? And it opens the door for hecklers. Oh, yeah. And now you're heckling. He's wounded. Let's get him. Yeah, exactly. And we're not all Don Rickles. Now, Adam, I'm sure you have that gear where you can respond back to hecklers. I would like start crying and like run off stage, like, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is not the response you want as a comedian, right? Now, this this is this is Stern's response to a heckler after he burst out into tears. See what you did? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. You I'm trying. ruined the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so I was. Oh, by the way, can I make one side comment about Brett? Yeah. This is just one thing I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Damn it, son. We need more of you in Cobra Kai because you, sir, are hysterical. Every time you're on camera, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. This is going to be a great scene. It <laughs> always is. They got to have a storyline or something. I need more Brett Ernst. And I, I love the show. I just need more Brett. That's all. Okay, good. <laughs> get that off my chest. <laughs> <Take> my <note. laughs> so I, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm really, really happy for Brett because he really does make me laugh. And I felt his his pain and his excitement uh, and his desire and his fear when he was telling me that story, being a comic, because he was hanging out at the store. He worked his way up to that spot. Dice was there. What do I do? What do I do? So I was very emotionally uh, connected to what he was doing. And it turned out to be a positive thing because, you know, comics, as much as we break each other's balls, we do support a fellow soldier, you know, and it's 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 the company you keep There's jealousy. He's working. I'm not the only one that has that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you guys do have that common. Sure. Yeah. But there but there is there is support for the people. And, and it goes back to, you know, the company you keep, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Like I, I hang out with you guys because I, I, I love each and every one of you. I feel like I'm a better person being in this group, but you're all killing me. You're all just, I'll be honest with you. You want the truth? I keep you around. So I got somebody to blame when shit goes wrong. Yeah, I said it. Well, it's good to have a purpose in life. And now I know mine. So that's good. Yeah. And if I'm going down, taking all of you with me. So, (laughs) Uh, Hey, can I ask a question? Because I don't think you guys answered this in the course of the interview. How exactly did Brett get caught in the Boy Scout scam? Because that sounded like it was a foolproof plan. Oh, no, this is how he got caught. He was in the Boy Scout uniform. Him and mm-hmm. his, his brother were in the Boy Scout uniform. They had a table set up at the supermarket, and his mother right. shopped at that supermarket. Uh, <laughs> she no. showed up to go shopping. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> we're up $80. You got to go to the next town, Brett. What? Come on. Get out of here. You're not Boy Scouts. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he had his uniform on weird, something like that. Mom walked in on the scam right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the response 
I forget who was his stepfather. What is it? I'll you know what? I'll get you out for for breaking and entering and manslaughter, but not drugs. Yeah. No, I love. I like how the Italian culture has its you know its lines in the sand that you can't cross. Yeah, the hypocrisy is just great. Say, look, you know, you got to follow the golden rule once in a while. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous of the Italian culture. Is there a way I can get made like an honorary Italian? You don't want it. Trust me. You don't want it. <laughs> Why not? You don't want to live. I live with passion, which means you're not in control of your emotions. You, you, you crazy bastard. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about, let me tell you something about my, my people. We don't hold grudges. We carry out vendettas. Okay. <laughs> it goes on for generations and nobody really knows what it's about. I got to be honest with you. Why do we do this? It's because it's what we do. Okay. Yeah. 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 Grandpa, why do we like the Colangelos? Oh, those <laughs> bastards. You don't know. <laughs> they never answer the questions. You just get them. Dogs. Malachio. You don't know. <laughs> I don't want them in this house. You know, it's just all emotion. It's, 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 it's an opera. You don't want to grow up that way. Trust me. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to be a critical thinker. When you're mm. passionate, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of emotional response to everything. No, it's very no difficult sort of to be a critical thinker when you want to choke somebody. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that, that's the other thing. As I as 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 I move on, as I keep going further on up the road in life, there's you know. I remember when I was younger, they asked me the question like, you know, this too shall pass, which means good and bad. And would you rather have the highest highs and the lowest lows or the middle path? And when you're younger, you're like, I want the highest highs. I want to feel all that. And then when you go through the lowest lows, you're like, you know what? Maybe walking down the middle ain't so bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like if you gamble for a long time, which I've done. <laughs> you look at you look at success like this did you win i broke even and you say it with a glad heart you know what i'm saying yes okay i gotta ask this so when you're gambling you guys are talking about being up and then you give it all back but mm. when all right say you're up a grand okay right. or 10 grand or 100 grand whatever it is as you're losing it is the thought process like Things are going to turn around or I can't believe I'm doing this all over again. Well, I'll be honest with you, Mark. It depends how sick you are. <laughs> OK, things are going to turn around. I know. I know. And that's when you rationalize with yourself. You know, I look, you know, I never take a vacation. This will be my vacation. Seven out. OK, <laughs> right. There goes the Bahamas. So you don't have a line you won't cross. You have a line and you always cross it and look back and go, ah, yeah, I know. But here's, here's, the, here's the new line. <laughs> right? this, is, this is it. This is where yeah. it all turns around after turns this, right? Listen, right? all right, listen, I'll just do my own dentistry for the next two years. I'll be fine. Seven out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's because, all right, so this would explain because, <laughs> as you know, I'm not really a gambler. Mm -hmm. I, I've been to Vegas a number of times, but I, I don't really gamble. But one time I went with my girlfriend at the time. We both went, we were playing roulette because I understand the wheel. It's very simple for me to understand. Mm -hmm. And she hit a number. And then very shortly after that, I hit a number. So we both had like, I don't know, like four or five hundred bucks that we made. And we immediately pick up our chips and we start walking away. Everyone at the table goes, no, 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 no. What are you doing? You can't leave now. Mm -hmm. you're, you're up. You just won. I was like, isn't this when you're supposed to leave? When you have money and you can go cash it in, this is the fun part. And no one, everyone got angry at us. They said, no, you got to stand till you lose it all. So what happened? Well, we picked up our money and walked away. Yeah. 
I hate you too, and here's why. <laughs> okay. Please tell me. Because he has self control. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't I don't want to be reminded of what I should do, you pain in the ass. I'm trying to blow off some stain. <laughs> so there I am providing a bad example for people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. What's what's wrong with you? <laughs> so I was so happy. You know how hard it is to hit a number? And in roulette, yeah, and it pays thirty six to one, and it's the worst game in the casino. I love it. It's the numbers and it's the wheel spinning around. I feel like I'm a wheel of fortune. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, okay, good. <laughs> well, when I play blackjack, essentially, I'm like, I have five hundred dollars to spend on this table. I'm going to give it to the dealer right now and just save myself some time because I will crap out immediately. I guess mm. crapping out is a dice thing, but yeah. I will, I'll lose all my money immediately with that. Yeah. The wheel, I got a little bit of a chance. It's a kid's game, okay? Why don't you, you, why don't you come with me to the casino and lose your money like a man, all right? <laughs> okay, yes, sir. Slumped yes, over sir. the crap table, make believe you know what you're doing, and my feeling is superior to everybody else's because I know I'm going to hit a four the hard way on this. Give me two ducks and it pays double. <laughs> Grow up, Stern. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I'll be better next time. Are you calling Mark a party pooper? No, I'm not. I'm 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 calling him an adolescent. That's what I'm calling. <laughs> Be a man like Adam, Mark. I have to steal chips from him so we have money to get home. <laughs> All right. You're a very lucky man, Adam. Yeah. That's why I married you. To be your financial planner. <laughs> that and you're smoking hot, and I like the way your hair smells. Okay. <laughs> how about how about Brett? When he when he proposed, he wanted to propose like Rocky too. He's like, she screwed it all up. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. Oh man, I love the. <clears throat> actually, I love the line he said, and I never thought about. It. I was just jealous that I didn't come up with this bit. Everyone plans their proposal. You know, it's this big orchestra orchestrated thing, but nobody plans the the divorce pitch. I yeah. just love that. It's like, how are we going to get out of this? Yeah, that, that's a divorce pitch. How are we getting out of this? Look, we both know what's happening here. It ain't happening. How do we get out of it? That's There's, that's the hard one. That's the hard yeah. one. You don't put that up on the big scoreboard at a ballpark, do you? Mm-hmm. Honey, look, it's a question for you. It's not the kiss cam at the stadium. It's the irreconcilable differences camera. <laughs> and it looks like they shook hands and they have a deal. They're splitting up. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Please remember to visit our concession stand. And now let's sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And don't forget to check those two socials because there'll be plenty of arguing back and forth. <laughs> Stern, I did not ask Alex to marry me at a ball game. I delayed asking her to marry me so I could watch a ball game. How romantic. <laughs> well, how long ago was it exactly? Because you said it was the Jets on a Monday night. And I'm sorry, friend, but the Jets haven't been on Monday night in about 45 years. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you right now. It was Monday night. They were playing San Diego. We were up at the little cabin in Russian River. Her father was there. And I go, yeah, I can't do this now. I don't want to. I'm going to have to pass the phone around. Like, okay, congratulations. Can't wait to meet you. <laughs> lots of love, lots of love. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it Tuesday morning. I'm not, I'm not killing. Well, well, you know what? It turned out pretty well. Yeah. I, I told you what, 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 what her father said, didn't I start? I don't remember if you did. What did he say? Honey, I told you, you know what your father said when I, when I asked him permission to marry you. Let's hear it again, Adam. He, he said, because <laughs> we were living together and he, he's like, 
I'm very happy. I really don't like this living together stuff. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. I know I don't look it. <laughs> I know I don't look That's it. what he said. I know I don't look <laughs> it, but I'm very happy. I'm dancing on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and you, but you know what really made me laugh when he was telling the story about his wedding? Just play the friggin' hop. Oh, oh my God. Ooh, can I get some water? Yeah, can I take a lunch break? I got yeah. you for an hour. Play the hop. Yeah. You know what made me laugh? In my head, the hop player was Phil. <laughs> There's always a problem. He's got to deal with something. We just can't go. No, I can't. There's, there something wrong. And, and then if he gets upset, I'm going to laugh because my real name is Schottenfreud. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a shallow German man who likes to laugh. <laughs> and I like to laugh with all of you guys. I want to thank Brett Ertz for being my guest. Cobra Kai is a great show. Please watch it. Check him out on all socials. Hunt, if they want to get all of us, where do they go? Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, we got T-shirts. We got my YouTube special. Uh, we've got links to them right here in the show notes. Thank you guys for, for the love and support and spreading the word about the show. Uh, and if you leave us a review, that helps us with our friend... Mr. Algorithm. And always remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pot has ended. Go and pee. (laughs) (laughs) But not on yourself. (laughs) Please. I'm in New York right now, so I got to walk from my apartment to the comedy cellar. And I usually cut through Washington Square Park. And depending on which way the wind is blowing, I either get a contact high or I smell dog shit. (laughs) So charming. I'm grateful I don't have a nose. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.